Hello, juniors. <clears throat> You're listening to the podcast for Monday, May the 3rd, or Tuesday, May the 4th. Let's take a moment and remember that we are in God's holy presence. All right, kiddos. First thing you need to do, fill out your attendance form for today. Take a moment and do that. All right. Now that you've filled out your attendance form, we're going to wrap up World War II by watching a video on slide number 46. The video is linked there. It'll take you 20 minutes probably to go through the video. All right. As you're watching it, I want you to think about what stood out to you from the video and how does the video connect to anything you've learned about World War II so far all right, over the last week or so. Okay, think about those two things as you watch the video. Come back when you are done. All right. I hope you enjoyed the video, both sad and very interesting at the same time. All right. Um, now what's going to happen is 30 minutes into the class period, we're going to have a small group discussion. Right, so that got sent to you Sunday afternoon. Uh, this small group discussion is like the last several that we've had. Socratic seminar rules apply, all right? Mr. Meyer is bopping in between the groups, and Mr. Meyer's just listening, all right? If you need something from him, ask him when he comes in to your small group discussion. Otherwise, he's just listening to you guys seeing where you're at, okay? And you're discussing two, maybe three things. First thing you're discussing is the video you just watched and World War II, all right? You're discussing the things that you were thinking about and examining in that video, all right? And then you are doing a peer review, giving each other feedback on dossier number one for the Finding People Like Yourself project, okay? So as you guys are discussing, make a copy of your dossier number one and share it with the other members of your group, okay? And then on slide number 47, there's a checklist linked. Click on it. Use it when you're looking at everybody else's dossier number ones, all right? Um, that checklist also gives you a method for going through um giving each other feedback verbally quickly. I strongly recommend you take that option, all right? And if you've got time, provide each other feedback on your most recent lesson questions, okay? Mr. Meyer will be in and out. Conversation should take you 10 to 20 minutes probably, and Mr. Meyer will let you know when to finish, okay? All right, pause me, have fun in the discussion. All right. I hope you enjoyed your discussion with your homies. Um, last thing you need to do before you take a quick break in the class period is I hope you noticed online discussion number 15 was posted. All right. This online discussion is the very last one of the year. And like the last online discussion, you're going to reply multiple times and you're not going to reply right now. All right, you will reply when Mr. Meyer directs you to, 
later. Right? All you need to do today is respond to the prompt just about World War II. Okay? That is all you need to do. You are not replying to classmates yet. Okay? This should not take you any more than 10 minutes. Pause me. And then take a break once you've done that. And pause me and come back. All right. Your response to online discussion number 15 should be done. You should have taken your 10 to 15 minute break. And now we are going to get into the Cold War, the other part of this unit. All right. Uh, the Cold War is a conflict between the United States and the Soviet Union that was not necessarily a hot shooting war between the two countries. All right. And the reason that we have a Cold War is because the United States was opposed to communism. You can review what, you should review what communism is on slide number nine. All right. And then I want you to take a couple of notes on why the U.S. is opposed to communism, right? So notes on why the U.S. is opposed to communism. So as you hopefully re-remembered from slide number nine, communism is basically the government says that everyone has an equal share of resources and property, and the government decides this, the government directs this, and the way it works is that a dictator has to make it happen, all right? So an equal share of wealth and resources in a country sounds great on paper, right? I grant you that. That sounds great. The problem is, is that communism as a theory of government and the way the world should work has always been much better on paper than it is in real life, right? And the U.S. is opposed to communism for three things. The first thing is that communism takes away a person's right to self-determination, right? The government kind of decides, okay, we need you to do this. We need you to do this with what you created and what you made and what you earned, all right? It takes away that self-determination for you to say, oh, I worked really hard to do this, and now the government is saying, oh, you can't do this. We need you to do this instead. Right? It takes away individual right to self-determination. Okay. The second reason the U.S. is opposed to communism is because of the principle of working hard for your stuff. Okay. And that one is really simple. Right? I worked hard to get rich. I don't want the government to tell me I shouldn't be rich and I should be equally wealthy to someone who did not. Right? Now, uh, this is different than the United States government taxing the wealthy more. Right? That is very different than the United States government literally taking away well, all of the wealthy person's wealth and redistributing it to everyone so that everyone is an equal level of wealth. That is not what taxing wealthy people does. Right? Taxing wealthy people does what taxing wealthy people does is it is supposed to 
make it so that the people who are not as rich as the people who are getting taxed more have a better shot of not being poor, right? Uh, communism and socialism literally don't allow wealthy people who worked hard to get wealthy to be wealthy, right? They redistribute the wealth to everyone so that everyone has an equal share of it, right? So when someone says that raising taxes on wealthy people is communism or socialism, that's not what it is, okay? Uh, finally, the U.S. was opposed to communism because, as we mentioned when we first looked at communism starting World War II, the only way for someone to literally make it work is the dictatorship, all right? You're not going to get everyone in the country to go, oh, yes, communism, all right? Dictators have to make it happen, and the United States is generally opposed to dictators because dictators are not democratically elected, right? And it's not a democratic process, which is what the United States is founded on. Right? Now, you will see that the United States literally would work with dictators because they're not communist dictators. So there is a serious gray area and a kind of issue for the United States in that's one of the reasons it's opposed to communism. Right? But as a general rule of thumb, the United States doesn't like dictators unless they're not communist in this time. Okay? Now, what I want you to do now is flip to slide number 51. All right? You should recall that um, from your choosing your own adventure as Harry Truman on whether or not to drop the atomic bomb that um, some of the issues with the Soviet Union were already there at the end of World War II, right? And that Choose Your Own Adventure predicted that, you know, if you didn't drop the atomic bomb, you would be in debt to the Soviet Union and the Soviet Union would want stuff from you, which would have been a huge issue because even before World War II was over, there was already these cracks showing between the Soviet Union in the United States because Soviet Union was communist, the United States was not. The Soviet the United States did not want communism to expand. All right. So, um I want you guys to read about what the US did about communism in the immediate aftermath of World War II. All right? What policies did the US put in place because of communism in immediately following World War II? So the reading is linked both on slide 51 and on in the part two assignment post for today. The part two assignment post for today also includes a table where you are going to describe in your own words what each of the four policies did. All right, remember, in your own words, please. Okay. Reading that, filling out the table should take you 15 to 20 minutes. When you're done with that, you should answer your lesson question for today. That should take you no more than five more minutes. And then you should have a good 20 to 30 minutes left in the class period for which you should use it for 
working on your dossiers two or and three, or working starting to work on your Socratic seminar preparation for this unit because we're almost done. Socratic seminars will occur next Monday and Tuesday. Right? That means the preparation is due Sunday night. All right, that is all we've got for today. I hope to see you guys in person slash online Thursday, Friday. See ya.